The show is here. Yo, our mission is clear. It's time to change healthcare. Have no fear. Today is the day. This is the hour. Together, you know we've got the power. Drop the silos. We're all the same team. Patients, docs, nurses, tech, and marketing. How can anyone be satisfied with the way things have always been? Yeah, we've tried. So join us now. Join the revolution. Digital health is the evolution. Status quo, more like status, no. Yeah, this is the healthcare rap. Y'all, come on, let's go. Welcome to the healthcare rap, where we are ushering in the future of healthcare and the status quo no longer exists where we are challenging assumptions about marketing and technology, and we check yesterday's thinking at the door. Where truth drops like an atom bomb, and knowledge flows like Niagara Falls. Each week we challenge assumptions that have been holding back healthcare marketing, and explain how we can do better. Join us. This is the Healthcare Wrap. Hey, shout out to all you in the posse. Thanks for hanging with me again. I'm Jared, and I rap about healthcare transformation. This is the place to be if you want to accelerate that transformation and if you want to be marketing forward. So here's what's going to go down today. We'll kick things off with the flavor of the week about zero-click searches. Then we'll welcome this week's guest, Chris Bevelo. Then hang with us for What's the 411 featuring Ed Bennett. Flavor of the week. Well, the promise of SEO sure was fun while it lasted. Now what? Zero-click searches, that's what. This is your search engine optimization reality check. The zero-click trend is probably the biggest digital marketing trend this year. I'd even put it ahead of voice at this point, but only because there's more runway before voice really consumes your entire universe. We have time to deal with that, but zero-click searches are happening right now, and they're affecting all the dream and promise that the entire SEO industry has been built on for a couple of decades now. For simplicity's sake, the type of SEO I'm referring to is the common process of someone searching for a word or phrase related to you and you appearing high enough on a search engine result page or SERP, historically meaning page one on Google, that this user finds your page, leading to quality web traffic that moves the needle for your business. Now this has been the bread and butter of the digital marketing industry, which is what makes it even more mind-blowing when one of the industry's OGs, Rand Fishkin, stood on the main stage at SMX East in November and said something that sent shivers down digital marketers' spines. I'm talking the Rand Fishkin, the founder of Moz, the star of Whiteboard Fridays, and now co-founder of the startup Spark Toro. Yes, that Rand Fishkin stood on the main stage and declared, Google is no longer everyone's search engine, they're now everyone's competitor. Apparently, those in attendance heard audible gasps. (gasps) He continued with his reasoning. Because for the first time in history, more searches end on Google without a click than with one. People, that number is truly staggering. More than 50% of all searches result in no clicks away from the SERP. And if you depend on organic traffic to drive results, and you've looked at your numbers over the last 12 months, chances are your traffic has gone down. Is it important to know this is happening? Yes. Are there things you can do about it? Absolutely. Back to Mr. Fishkin. Here's what he said. We have to find ways to make our brand what searchers seek out. I don't want searches for weather. I want searches for my brand. I want searches for Weather Underground and Weather.com and Weather Channel. I want to find ways to benefit from zero-click searches, unquote. Now, he went into a lot more detail about how to benefit from zero-click searches, but our first takeaway should be looking to increase branded organic traffic. This is not an isolated speech. This is not a shiny object. This is the new reality. 
You want proof? Dig into your own data and chances are you'll find the same thing. Fewer organic clicks from unbranded keywords. But also, the sky is not falling. It's simply time for another pivot in your digital strategy. And that's something you don't need to click anywhere to know for yourself. And that's the flavor of the Week. Chris Bevelo is my guest today. He's the Executive Vice President at Revive Health, as many of you know. And he is just talking about his sixth book out there into the world, The Gospel of Growth. And we're going to get into that. But I wanted to welcome you first and foremost. Chris, how are you doing today? Hey, Jared. I'm good. Hey, everybody. Glad to be here. My goodness. What, I mean, just having that roll off the tongue saying this is the sixth book, that's pretty, something pretty special. I mean, uh, you got to feel pretty good about that. Yeah, I think the only caveat is they're all healthcare marketing books, Jared. And at some point, I'd like to write something that is has mass appeal. I don't think I could ever do that. A novel or something fun like that, that would be really cool. That's interesting you say that. That, that would definitely, I mean, I would pick it up for sure myself. I remember, was it, I think it's Joe Polizzi, right? Has written so many content marketing books. And if I remember right, he has just recently or is about to release like a, a fictional, like a, he wrote a novel. There's a precedent for that, and who knows? You know, maybe that's a success there. So, hey, we'll see how things go for you. But first and foremost, very cool. We're going to dive into that. But uh, first, before that, uh, let's give listeners a little bit of a chance to hear a little bit more about you from your standpoint. A little bit more about the background, uh, just anything that stands out. I, I do like. I feel like all of our listeners know who you are, man. So, it, no introduction truly needed. But anything else you'd like to share? I don't know. You know, we were chatting about the weather, Jared, and you were sharing how cold and gloomy it is there in Phoenix at 60 degrees. And I, if I could virtually jump through and throttle you, I would have done that. I mean, I'm based in Minneapolis, so we just got through a week of, as many people in the country have experienced, horrible snowstorms and terrible as snow. Would love to be in Phoenix with you, I have to say. Yeah, I think it probably, probably was wise. We'll just move into uh, what we're talking about today, which is the new book, which is uh, where the book comes from, how you guys even settled on that topic, because you are one of the, you had a couple of co-authors here. Uh, you want to mention that real quick about who else uh, contributed to the book with you? Yeah, yeah. Really thankful that had, you know, co-conspirators on this one. Brandon Edwards, who's the CEO of Revive Health, and then Vicky Amalfitano, who's a consultant but also has deep healthcare experience. She was CMO at Brigham and Women's and has had other prestigious roles. So really great to get you know a couple other strong expert opinions on this topic because it goes into places that, that even for me feel a little foreign. So we think it's going to be a, a fun book. Let's put it that way. I believe you. Uh, having read uh, most of your previous books, there's a lot. I mean, I can I can just say from a personal standpoint, when I worked at a hospital, your books were on the shelf and we would refer to them. We would think about just how it was causing us to think differently. And uh, I'm looking forward to dive into this. So let's do that. We're, we're, this is going to be the topic of our rap battle today. Rap battle. Rap battle is where we challenge the status quo. We just say there really are so many things that are evolving around our world. So we need to evolve our approach to it. And so today, this whole topic of the gospel of growth, I'm curious where it even started from, kind of how you how you decided on this as a topic. Maybe that's a starting point. Tell us about that. Sure. You know, it's really based on, I would say, a point of view that's not new. It's shared by many, including you and, and so many others. That marketing is really undervalued in our space, health systems and hospitals in particular. And the idea that we need to be doing more and we need to be doing better 
to rightfully claim the place that we deserve and, and should hold if we're, if we're showing up the right way. And of course, we spend a lot of time talking to our clients about that, a lot of time writing about it or speaking about it in ways that marketers can do that. And I think what hit us this year was there's a lot that we've advocated that folks should do in terms of, let's say, trying to grab the reins to drive a better consumer experience as one example, or showing up with the four Ps. So markers are typically only kind of thought of in the one P of promotion, but boy, you can really play a role in price product and place as well. And so things like that. But all of these are ways and means. And what we continue to kind of circle around was the why. Why should you have this place at the table? Why is this so important to our organizations? And I don't really know, Jared, where it was in a meeting that we had and we were talking about this concept. And we have talked about it in any number of ways. And somebody threw out the idea of growth. And of course, growth isn't a new concept either. But for some reason, it was like a little bit of a lightning strike. Like, you know, this really should be the focal point, the rallying cry, the why for healthcare marketers, right? So if, if you can think about all the things I just mentioned and put it in the context of growth, that to us can be a pathway to that, that seat at the, the, the leadership table, to being valued in the way you should be valued. If you can show up and make growth your watchword, in the organization, you should be able to be valued and seen in a completely different way. And again, there's nuances to that. There's a lot of nuances. Uh, it's not a completely new concept. It's more how you do that, how you embrace growth, how you make it kind of your A number one filter, your A number one North Star. That's really what the book is about. The book is different than the other books we've had, Jared. This is like, a, I call it a pocket manifesto. It's got a great spirit. It's meant to light a fire. It's meant to really push. It's meant to be something you keep in your, your coat pocket and you pull out every once in a while and go, oh yeah, I forgot. This is what this is all about. There's not a lot. Of, it's not a textbook. There's not a lot of how-to in it. That's the content we want to come up with in 2020, digging deeper into So how do you leverage these different areas of growth and make it happen? We touch on it. It's more of a rallying cry to make growth the North Star for health system marketers. I see. So what do you think has changed in our industry that has caused this to be, because I do agree, I think this is that watchword that needs to be part of, of everything we do every day. What do you think has changed in the industry to, to cause that to happen now? Like, is it we're just past other things and, and digital is more mature or, or are we understanding things better? Is it things around us? And I'm curious what you think, like, you know, why now? That's a great question. And we kind of explore that a little bit in the book, but there's just, you know, obviously the, we call it the perfect storm of what's going on in healthcare. So all of the things that are happening, whether it's the competition from United and CVS and Walgreens and Teladoc and whoever else coming in from the outside, whether it's consumerism, I mean, those things have been moving for a while, right? Those aren't brand new, but they've created this sense of urgency and at the same time, you've got the marketing world, which itself is in upheaval and how we approach brand and to your point, digital and content marketing. And all of these things have been in the radar, right? We've been championing transformation in these areas for quite some time. But what's changed is really that we've just hit this kind of point where you really can't mess around anymore. There are now existential threats 
to the healthcare marketer that really weren't there before, right? And so some of this is to your organization. If you can't keep up with these shifts, you're going to get acquired. You're going to continue to lose money. But also to the marketer, I think we've always talked, Jared, about, look, if you're not proving your value, if you're not proving your results, if you're not transforming in terms of digital and all these other things, boy, that's not good for you. And they're going to find somebody else. And all this kind of vague threat, and I don't mean this to be super negative, but we see, for example, a trend of health system CMO positions going to people from outside of healthcare, right? We've seen an increase in that. And that to me is part of that existential threat. So if you are somebody who's been in healthcare for a while, if you can't figure out how to break through in all this stuff, they're going to find somebody from outside to replace your position. And so we really need to, while we need to focus on these areas of change, we've got to show up with something different. We've got to show up in a way that's going to capture the mind and the heart and the attention of our leadership. And we think growth is a way to do that. So it's a little bit of a culmination of all of those things as to why now there just needs to be something you can focus on like a laser. I agree. I need a dime, ain't faking a bone. So you crank out content, but it's getting stale. It might be nutritious, but it tastes like kale. You're down with finding a way to up your marketing game. Yeah, but when you look for help, everyone seems lame. We're Ultera Digital. Google us and see. We're spelled like ultra with an extra E. We'll help you market forward. Google us and look. We're Ultera Digital. It's off the hook. Hey guys, this is Jared. Ultera Digital is just another name for our consulting team that helps you when your content, your strategy, or your brand is getting stale. You know, like that chocolate glazed donut that was a little piece of heaven in the morning, but when you left it on your desk until 4.13 in the afternoon and you went to finish it off, by then, mm, not so heavenly, was it? By now, you know our philosophy that content is the future, but only when it engages audiences and it isn't a snooze fest. And you've heard how we roll. The healthcare rap, what you're listening to right now is Exhibit A. We don't do boring. So if your content, your special event, or your strategy is getting stale, let us help you give it that spark, that rhythm, that new life you're looking for. Ultera Digital, marketing forward. Okay, now back to the podcast, right? Because it's pretty legit. So is there anything that stuck out in particular, you know, anything that you came across as you guys were putting the book together that that you just thought, you know what, that's something I want to keep remembering, you know, long after this long after we get this out there into the world, anything that stuck out to you in particular? We did our own like podcast that kind of announced the book a little bit ago. And there was a conversation in it that was about the book content. But to me, having been, you know, I've been doing this for 20 years, Jared, right? You know, just working with hospitals and health systems. And the conversation actually allowed me to look at things in a different, in a, in a perspective that maybe I hadn't thought of. I'm sure I'd thought of, but it didn't hit me as hard. And we were talking about, the idea of growth being an avenue for marketers to move kind of beyond their traditional space. And, and it was with Brandon and Vicky, the co-authors and Brandon talked about one example of showing up in the conversations and the, the very difficult work that's done in managing insurance contracts, payer contracts, managed care contracts. I'll just use this as an example because there was another part of it, but I think this just tells the story, right? Where typically marketers aren't involved in that at all. Maybe they're involved if things are going south, right? So you're a big health system, you're negotiating with like United Healthcare, and it's not looking good. Are you going to go out of network? 
So now you bring in the marketer because you're going to have to communicate to patients what that means. You might have a public battle with advertising, like with Blue Cross saying, no, you know, we're not expensive. We're actually providing great value, all kinds of stuff that happens, right? But marketers can play a much more significant role if they show up before then. And Brandon was talking about why. And I thought about the CEO in that circumstance, right? Put yourself in the shoes of the CEO. And you're sitting there and you got all kinds of stuff that you have to deal with. But right now in front of you is this giant contract with the top payer, right? So this is where you get most of your money. It's not, of course, Medicare, but you don't have a lot of negotiation with Medicare. But your top private payer. And the difference between, let's say, a 5% increase in your rates and a 2% increase in your rates will make or break your year, right? Because we're talking about 5% across a billion dollars of net patient income or $10 billion. It's a big deal, right? And so if you're the CEO and you're focused on this challenge and then your marketer walks in the door and your marketer says, hey, CEO, I can't wait to tell you about this health event we put on and we got... 50 people at the event and 10 of them came in and now we're showing an ROI of whatever, you instantly get why the CEO is not inviting you as a marketer to the table. Because your solutions and where you're showing up are not material to the growth of the organization compared to something like a pair negotiation, right? And so this is why it is so critical that markers show up in those conversations. They contribute to those conversations. Physician acquisition is another example of that. These are places marketers have value they can add. They may not be leading those efforts, but if they're not part of those efforts, then they're going to be seen as secondary, not essential, not a driver of real growth. It just reminds me of something somebody said like 15 years ago. It was a client of ours, and it was the chief strategy officer And this guy said this to our marketing contact, anybody that spends any time or money on hospital marketing is wasting their time. And of course, I was like, what are you talking about? Like, that's crazy talk. But that's the perspective that person had of, hey, we move this business when we acquire a physician group, when we merge with a hospital, we would negotiate better rates with our insurer. Marketers have to show up in those kind of conversations to be have that seat at the table. So how do you know if you are doing that well? Like, is it, is it the fact that you've got that seat at that table and it's, it is that level of, of respect and buy-in that you're getting internally? How do you know that you're taking steps towards that and that you're being successful at it? I think that the signs of success, Jared, would be that, yeah, you're in those conversations. Even being in those conversations is a massive step forward. And you use the one example of payer contracts, but take another one. Take one that is merger right? So you're a health system, let's say you got three hospitals and you're considering merger with, you're merging with a complementary geographic system that also has three hospitals. How often are marketers part of that conversation, right? They're brought in for the comms. Maybe they're brought in for the brand, but usually brand gets kicked down the road. How often are they brought in in terms of delivering value to the conversation, to the organization about whether that merger makes sense? Forget about how it looks on the balance sheet, But how's it going to look in terms of culture? How's it going to look in terms of consumer understanding the value of these two systems coming together? What is the data showing us about the opportunities of that kind of merger? This is another example of where marketers should be in the mix. And typically, they're not. So signs to success are you're in the mix. 
you're being asked to those meetings, you're contributing to those meetings. Again, you're not going to be leading a merger effort. You're not going to be leading a pair provider negotiation. You're not going to be leading the acquisition of physician group. But if you're in those conversations early at a business level, and you are bringing forward points of view that are filtered through the idea of growth, then that is a sign that you're being valued in the right way, right? And I think not a lot of health system marketers have the opportunity to be in those today, and that's what they need to work toward. So that's a simple one, but I think that's one for sure to be looking for. Yeah, I'm putting myself back in those shoes myself, and I'm thinking, you know, I'm hearing all this, and I'm all these thoughts that make sense ends up making me feel a little scared of all the change I'm going to have to, to make myself as, as a marketer. Any thoughts on like where to start and how to not be overwhelmed? Yeah, totally. And I think this goes to what we're going to talk about a little later. So this might be, might be reusing the same point twice, but what we do better than anybody, anybody in our organizations is understand the consumer mindset. We better, that's our job, that's our training, that's our perspective, Nobody else has or should have that experience, that data, that point of view. And that is our entree, right? So all the circumstances we just talked about, what can you bring to the table? What can you offer that the other folks don't have? So if we're talking about a merger, for example, what consumer data do you have access to that you can bring to the table that helps leadership understand the opportunity or lack thereof of a merger? right? Where they may be looking at it from one perspective, but not considering it from brand confusion or brand loyalty or any other, you know, consumer oriented perspective. That to me is where we should feel the most confident. And anytime we can figure out how to leverage that consumer POV and bring it to the table, that's where we should feel good about trying to get in there, right? And, and you don't have to master all the other components of it, but just bringing that to the table should it give you an entree to the value that you need to provide? That's where I would start, Jared. So just kind of playing to our strengths in terms of what we really should be, the value that we should be bringing anyway, it sounds like. Yeah, that's right. And it's just bringing it into new situations, new challenges. And again, back to the original point of this, using growth as your rationale, right? If you're merging, if your organization is considering a merger, that for sure is about growth in some way. So you should be using the word growth and aligning what you bring to the table with the growth goals of the organization. And so that's how people hear you. And they hear you showing up aligned with the idea of growth and the growth goals of the organization. So yeah, it's using our strengths and and using that filter to hopefully show up differently, at least in the eyes of leadership and others in the organization. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Anything else about like while you were preparing the book, while you were writing it that, that came up or anything else just about it that you'd like to share? I think the other thing, kind of going back to one of your first questions is why now is, and I touched on this a little bit, but we spend so much time on the things that need to change. Like I know you do that. I do that. So many people do that. Um, So many people believe in the need to transform what marketers are doing, how we approach branding, how we approach consumers. And we spend a lot of time talking about the experience, data, again, brand, service line marketing, you name it, right? But what oftentimes I think gets lost again is that why. And that's what I think we want to continue to circle back to and make sure that you have a clear why. Why are we improving the consumer experience, right? Well, of course, there's obvious answers to that. It's better for consumers. It should position us better against our competition. But why are we doing any of that? 
it should be to further some growth goal we have. Again, growth is nuanced. We're not Oreo cookies. We can't just be growth for growth's sake, right? We're in an era now where we're trying to keep as many people out of the hospitals, move them in. There's the optics of it. You never want to talk about, hey, our goal is to grow our cancer volumes, because while there may be validity in that in terms of having some kind of minimum volume in terms of quality, for example, that's the kind of stuff that most people don't understand. And so there's ethics. There's all kinds of things wrapped into it. But just remembering why we're doing all of this, that is the thing that I think we want to remember and make sure that that doesn't get lost, which this book is supposed to help you do. Keep it on yourself, you know, keep it in your back pocket, wherever you keep it, just to remind yourself occasionally. What's the 411? Hi, I'm Ed Bennett, and here's the 411 for healthcare marketers. The recent acquisition announcements are interesting for several reasons. Uh, first, I see it as a result of the hospital consolidation uh, that's been going on for the last decade, uh, getting uh, bringing these hospitals into larger and larger systems. Uh, these systems have larger MarTech budgets, and they also have much more complex business requirements. Vendors who can offer broader consulting, technical, and application resources are in a much better position to serve these clients. Uh, second, I think it recognizes that boundaries between different services are blurring. Um, just building websites or only offering a CRM is not enough. Uh, these uh, more sophisticated clients are looking for a broader expertise. The uh, HealthGrades eVariant acquisition uh, is an example of two 100% focused healthcare firms who see a synergy between their strengths, while the proficient MedTouch acquisition is a great example of general consulting firm uh, responding to the needs of their healthcare clients by bringing healthcare-specific expertise into the mix. Both approaches make sense and I think will be beneficial to our industry in the long run. I also expect to see more of these mergers in the future. I want to make sure I give you an opportunity to share anything more about uh, the book itself, uh, how anyone can get a, their hands on a copy, and, uh, and anything else like that. Yeah, so the book is available. Just come to our website, thinkrevivehealth.com. It's free. It's not, we're not charging for it. So you just come order one and we'll send it off to you. We have a PDF version as well. So whether you like PDF or print, again, it's a fun book. It's really meant to light some fires. It's a quick read. I call my other books airplane reads. Jared, this may be more of like a Uber read. <laughs> to be honest, depending on where you're driving, if you've got a long commute, you might be able to get through in a long Uber drive because again, it's very much a manifesto. It's very much about the spirit. So hopefully we can get as many of these out there in the hands of folks as possible. Fabulous. And, and how do listeners get a hold of you if they want to connect with you? Well, here's the interesting thing. I am on a social media, I'll call it a journey. So I'm no longer on Twitter. I'm no longer on Facebook. If you want to get a hold of me, probably the best way is just email CAB at Think Revive Health. Dot com. That's a whole other podcast, Jared. We could talk about why why I have abandoned those social media outlets. So 
if you need me, email old school. I love it. And uh, yes, uh, if uh, you would accept our invitation to come back, that sounds fabulous, that whole journey itself. So we'll set that up as a part two maybe here and uh, <laughs> uh, that'd be terrific. Yeah, so, for sure. Love it. Thanks for joining us, Chris. And I really appreciate this. Can't wait for more people to get their hands on a copy of the book and really start incorporating this into their day-to-day efforts and, and feeling the results of it. Yeah, it's great to be here, Jared. Appreciate it. Thanks, Chris, for joining us. And thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to join the posse yourself. You can subscribe. You can leave a review. And don't forget to tell your friends. Healthcare Wrap is an Altair Digital production and a member of the Shift.Health Network. So on behalf of Chris and myself, keep marketing forward. Thanks. And that's a wrap. <laughs>